You gotta tell me that in the air. Because uh, I gotta ask you something. I just keep, I just keep going, bro. Don't no, even I don't want you to waste anything. Yeah, yeah, for sure. This is Jason, this is Alex. I can't hear out this ear, so bear with me. Oh, man. I got a ear infection. Oh, um, no. I almost got one because I swim every day. We have a pool. I've never had a pool. I had a kiddie pool. But now my wife, you know, she take care of your boy. <laughs> He's doing good. I'm doing good. I got a big ass He's swim doing pool. good. So I swim every morning with my son. We do like three swims. We do one in the morning. It's all on him. He loves to swim. So we do a morning swim. We do like a lunch swim and then uh, uh, afternoon swim. But I started getting a little like ear tetanitis or something from swimming so much. So I got to start getting like earplugs. How old's your kid? Is Two he and a mic? Oh, my mic? Are we on? Are we live, yeah, we baby? Just, we shoot everything. We shoot everything. I love it. I love it. A closer. Man, you know what? This, this mic is covering my beautiful face, dog. I know. Don't hide. Don't Come hide the money. Come on, what are baby. You doing? That's how I make the money. Don't hide it. <laughs> so you got? How old's your kid again? Two and a half. He'll be three on the 29th of November. Can and you hear me still? Even though I put the mic to the side, uh, or is that too too far? There we go. I'll lean in. Which can make sure we got this beautiful mug. Yeah. We gotta have make sure you have a clear shot. Yes. It's a massive mic, bro. So you got the you got the this kid. Mic should be able to get me my voice from like five ten feet. Yeah, you can sit outside. <laughs> you know um, Dude, it's good to be here, dog. What's good? Hey, uh, when, when did we meet, dog? We met like 2015 or 13. That's about right, yeah. Yeah. At uh, When we had the, the spot in MacArthur Park. It's dope spot. Yeah, and that was, no, and you 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 came when we were sharing with, uh, when we shared the spot with Manface. Yeah, Remember he was right. tattooing the out tattoo, of there? Yeah, the homie. Shout <laughs> out Manface. Omar's. This is the first spot. No, no, no. She just wants to get in people's laps. Just tell her, tell her no. Or tell her to, or pick her up. It's up to you. It's your call. You choose your own adventure. Yeah, man. I had to bring my I had to bring my my boy Mike just in case you got crazy on me, dog. Damn, really? That's security right there. Yeah, that's security, dog. But I he's not he's sure. not wearing he's not. See, the thing <laughs> is, know, I, I believe security. him until I hit the shoes. That doesn't look like security <laughs> that's shoes. That's hey, that's how dangerous he is. Yeah, he pulls up in flip flops, and people are still clock. like, <laughs> he's got he's not gonna. Yeah. <laughs> Chocolate. Well, the chocolate, the chocolate like a motherfucking like throwing dagger. Also, when you're that big, people ain't yeah, gonna really trip they, on they whether you're wearing combat boots or not. <laughs> um, that spot no. was dope. Where are you guys at now? <clears throat> well, we okay. So yeah, that spot. I'm gonna interview you. You're gonna interview me. Um, that spot was. People uh, want to know a lot of things about two tone. They want to know. I try to stay mysterious. Bruce. I know. Me too. Honestly, I was trying to do that for a minute. Yeah. I told myself no more interviews. I'm gonna just because I realized that I. That I talk so much that I get myself in trouble. You know what that's, I mean? That's what we want. And um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and but I can't help it. You know, it's just in my nature, just fucking like be transparent, be honest. You know, but be honest, truth, powerful yeah. truth. You're on the right show, you know the I mean? powerful truth angels. Uh, so uh, I yeah. was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna peel back. Plus, you know, after you do so many interviews, I feel like what else is there to say unless you're promoting like new art, new music, and if I and I haven't. Even though I do have things that I'm working on that I've finished, but I haven't put them out because you know COVID hit, and I was like, "What's the point of releasing an album right now if yeah. I can't tour it?" Yeah. And you know, whatever. But um, <clears throat> sorry about that. Um, I'm interviewing you. So, how did you come up with the name "Powerful Truth Angels"? That was me and Maddie just kicking names back and forth. We were I just like texting, it. boom, 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 yeah. boom. Yeah. I think we were going back and forth, and he's just like, "Powerful Truth Angels." Like, all right, there it is. Yeah. 
You I like just it. talking shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, but when we met, it, it, we were at, we were in MacArthur Park. We were sharing. We were living in Manface's apartment. No, no, we were working in his apartment. Yeah. So it, ha- it was half his apartment. But didn't had, you guys have the downstairs too? That was later. Oh, that was later. But okay. the first time you came, we had the backdrop with the cross, right? Remember? Sick. Yeah, yeah. And wood cross. The wood cross, that giant ass wood cross, so right? So cool. And we had a. Uh, and then Manface had his bedroom, and then he had his bedroom, and then he had a tattoo studio, and then the other half of the of his house was my office. So it was me and Spato and Carlos, and that was yeah. it, right? And that's a big spot, though. It's a nice spot, nice yeah. windows, but for, for like we, you know, we start me and Manface will have the same argument, and the argument would be this: we start yelling at each other about some dumb shit, and then he'd be like your office is in my house and i'd be like your house is in my office that's how we would go back and forth yeah. having the same stupid ass argument you know what i mean but that's where you pulled up yeah and i remember i remember when you pulled up and you're like i'm cholo goth yeah and still I'm like, yeah <laughs> still changed. and i'm like and and at the time that was just peeled my cap back because i'd never seen it yeah right? yeah yeah so let's talk about who you are don't even try to turn the tables on me all right we're gonna talk about you because okay. these people these people like you gotta understand this audience they don't yeah. know they don't know any of this shit okay They're, you gotta you gotta talk to them as if they just never seen anything mm. some of them some of them do know but i think there's a majority of them that come from maddie's side they're middle from middle america and canada okay. they haven't been exposed to a person like yourself okay they don't know what to make you you got the mesh tank top on yeah i bought it yesterday just for the show <laughs> that's what's up <laughs> i did <laughs> straight up right Mike? that's why that's why you're hard <laughs> Yeah, I even went and got my nails done for you. That's I don't right. get them long anymore. Remember, I used to rock them like yes. super long with yeah. acrylic. Too many people started buying my style. Yeah. So then I was like, ah, oh, man, too many people are doing the long nails things. Yeah. It's not cool no more. And then I had my son and I started changing diapers and oh, it got yeah. a little bit hard with the yeah. nails. So it was a, there, were, there was a lot of signs leading to me not doing the long acrylics anymore. You can't get doo-doo up in your finger. Yeah, I was like, I'm, I don't want to hear my little baby. You know yeah. what I mean? But I yeah. did paint them. I wasn't even painting them for a while. I had like... Once COVID hit, man, I went straight into like flip flops and shorts and like, you know, still rocking black, but it was like I was just lounging. Casual you know I mean? black. Casual goth. Casual you know? goth. Yeah. yeah. And then. Beach I, goth. And then I said, well, you know, I'm going to the homies podcast. Let me put on my booze, my black. Let me do something. You know what I mean? I like, appreciate I mean, that you Remember when I pulled up on you recently? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, on um, La Brea? On La Brea, yeah, yeah. You saw how I was dressed, yeah. dude. I had like the fucking shorts, the yeah. flip flops. I was just. So I for, caught you out of character. Yeah. Well, that's the thing too. It's it's funny. I started. Um. You know, I, we have shows coming up for my wife. For, my wife has a couple shows, and my wife. so so I started. Um. Kind of like going back into. I don't know how to say it, just the way I used to dress. Yeah. And I was like, damn, this is uncomfortable as fuck. Yes. Yeah. I was like, I can't believe that for decades I was dressing like that. Yeah. And it, I didn't, and it really didn't bother me until I went into the casual me. And now now I'm noticing like, oh, oh I was yeah. putting myself through like pain. Like yeah. Walking in cowboy boots 24-7, yeah. tight ass pants 24-7, yeah. long ass acrylic, acrylic nails 24-7. Yeah. The worst thing you can ever do is put on a pair of Birkenstocks because then you're fucked for life. <laughs> yeah, man. As soon as you start doing shit that. like that, yeah. you're just like, yeah, you're, this you is, give feels up. too good. Yeah. And you're like, you know, and then, you, and then something daunts and you're like, wait a minute, why shouldn't a person like me be comfortable? Right. Why shouldn't I become? Oh man, dude, you just—I gotta make up like a casual goth wear, bro. Yeah, That's I mean, you've been busy. ahead of the curve, right? Yeah. Because now, right now, people are starting to paint their nails, right? Men. Yeah, they are. I mean, look, I dropped the ball on a couple things, like straight up, like, like I put stuff out into the universe, yeah. and, and normally I'm able to uh, execute things immediately, right? 
But once I got married and once COVID hit, it was a little bit harder for me to execute things as fast as I used to. But I had already put it in the air that I was gonna do like a nail polish line for, yeah. for men, like yeah. a, a, a masculine nail polish line. And then boom, little Yachty does one. And I was like, man, I'm not even doing it no more. Nah. Because it's gonna, you know what I mean? If you weren't the first to do it, yeah. don't even bother. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, or or even it's just like different markets too. Like your your market's like True, yeah, different obviously. markets. This yeah. market's like, oh shit, that's a new wave. And then then you start pot like certain people can turn shit on and all of a sudden everyone's doing it. Right? True. <clears throat> Me personally, I have uh and I would I, like to I would like to sorry to interrupt, but you're right, because you know what? There's a lot of brands out there, right? But then and then there's born and raised. Yeah. And you guys, the way you guys do it is so different, yet still parallel to an urban street brand, but you guys just took it to that level where it's like, I, I don't know, it's the talk of the town, man. You know what I mean? It's top shelf. I mean, to this day, like I have some of the early stuff that you guys made, and yeah. you know what I mean? And yeah. when I rock it, people still like, yo, I love that shirt, I fuck with that brand. And I was like, Oh, this is fucking from Five, way back seven years ago that's hard you still got that yeah, stuff yeah i still got all that stuff yeah that's just dope. it's cool it's cool to have a brand and turn around and like because i got shirts now that are my own shirts that i made that are vintage like yeah. I've, they've, now they've turned gray yeah like, this is getting old this is a brand yeah. shirt it's got a, you know it's like a misprint it's got a rocker on the back but um it's kind of cool to see shit like over seven years you have vintage if you watch it enough you got a vintage shirt now you know yeah yeah and nice. uh and and you know for a long time born and raised it was kind of like a it was kind of like an inside thing, like, oh shit, where'd you get that? Who do you know? Right. right? Like people, you had to know someone, you know, because we were so small. Yeah. So you had to know me or sponsor or somebody. Or like, how'd you get that? Where'd that come from? You know? Yeah. Because we kept it very like controlled, and we only had a few doors and stuff. But um, anyways, how did you and Sponto meet? Shout out the homie Sponto. Yeah, Sponto's yeah. got a uh, love Sponto. Sponto's home with a fever right now. Oh man. Um, you know, he's just. Uh, I fucking ran into Sponto randomly at the. Um, well, this is way back when they were doing the uh, in North Dakota when they had the the protest oh, yeah, for the yeah, pipeline. Yeah. yeah, I went to that yeah. and ran into Sponto there with the crew. Yeah, dope. I was yeah. like, "Come on, now, this is so tight." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's cool. That's my boy. Yeah, but how'd you guys meet? Um, well, you know, we both grew up in Venice. Oh, okay, and he um, he was he's younger than me. Like I remember seeing him as like a, as when he was a young kid. Yeah, and it's like the gap is so big that like. I was an adult when he was still a little kid, you know, and like I'd see him running around. I'm like, oh shit, that kid's, that kid's fucking trouble. trouble. Yeah, I'd see him. Like I know where he's going, and uh, and then by the time I kind of merged away and like started doing other stuff, like leaving leaving Venice, doing other things, he was still in it for a long time. And then years later, he tracked me down because I had this other clothing company, and he was just like, he just he tracked me down through some mutual friends. I was like, I need to get at you. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, who's this fool from fucking Venice trying to get a hold of me? I'm like, this can't be good. And uh, but you know, it was all good. Like we sat down, chopped it up, and and then we just like hit the ground running. You know? Yeah. And then also the next thing you know, it's like born and raised. You no, know, it is like seven years go by. And you just blink. Right? It goes by, man. It really does. I mean, I've been doing music for seven years. Yeah. You know. Is that is it is it really you've been doing yeah, it seven years? Seven. So that's well, when you technically five because I took two years off. I got married. Right. And then I didn't tour the album that I was. I got signed to BMG. I was supposed to tour this album, and then I was like in love, so I was like, "Fuck, I'm not touring this album. I'm staying home with my pregnant wife." You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so for two years, I and then COVID hit. So yeah, it's been seven years. One, one year I didn't tour because I was, you know, because of love, and my wife's been married. I mean, my married, my wife and I got married. And she got pregnant, so I didn't want to be on the road. I didn't want to be away. And then COVID hit, so then that was that was it. So I haven't toured for two years. So. Technically, yes, I've been doing music for seven, but I've only been, you know, touring and performing live for five. Right. 
damn I didn't know it was that. Yeah. I didn't know that you, you kind of started around the same time we did. Yeah. And you pulled up and I I remember it was yeah. like, I, it was something I hadn't heard or seen before. And then I know that you're from San Diego. Yep. And like you're from a neighborhood in San Diego. Yeah, I'm from Sherman Grand Hills Park, 27th right. Street. That's right. And you're they still like, <laughs> but you still were a different, like the thing that's cool about it is that you were not a cookie cutter cholo. No, right? no, never have been. Always yeah. done my own thing. You know what I mean? From the beginning. How did you, how did you have the... Uh, but you know what? Like, I take a lot of like, yeah, I was the only one. But nah, there was other homies that were like me in my neighborhood, you know, that grew up. Some of them grew up listening to metal and skateboarding, and then they transitioned into the neighborhood. And those are kind of the ones that I bonded with the most because they already kind of knew where I was coming from. Yeah. They already like knew like, okay, we, we know what he's listening to and we know what he's about. Um, so they those are the, you know, shout out my boy, um, Capone and um, his brother, um, Big Ernie, those guys always looked out for me because they kind of like knew where I was coming from. So they always kind of had my back like that, you know? And then do you think, because most people, because you see people uh, grow up in a neighborhood and then, and then become from a neighborhood. Yeah. But you see before, like people in Venice was like, one year they're boogie boarding. And yeah. Next, next year they're shooting people, right? Yeah, no, for and real. It, you see that, that transition. Yep. Mm -hmm. But all, but but rarely do you ever see people hold on to the pat, like where the they past. came from. Right, they, they might usually, hide it, right? Yeah, you hide it. And they, usually they get indoctrinated and then it's all cookie cutter. Like this is how a Cholo looks, yeah. at least when I was a kid, right? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I have you, both. I have friends that grew up in it. Like their parents were from the neighborhood. Yeah. Their parents were hardcore gangbangers, mom and dad, and they were, born into it so they were indoctrinated from the gates you know yeah. i didn't come from i came from i came from mexico yeah. at the age of four so my parents were both immigrants so gotcha. they didn't know anything about the american culture you right, know right, right. um so i learned it just from where i grew up right and i went to i went to pacific beach elementary so that was like a white school so most of my friends were like skaters surfers punk rockers and you know goth kids so that's really what i was into and then my neighborhood i grew up in a chicano neighborhood so i had you know i had both worlds and I loved both of them, you know, but my story is a little bit darker. I got into the neighborhood and, and there's interviews that I talk about it, but um, it was dark, you know what I mean? But um, at the same time, I found my way through it and a lot of it had to do kind of like music and, and self-identity, I think kept kept me like, uh, what's the word from lose, losing myself too deep into it, you know? Right. But I had to do the things that everyone else has to do, you know, like pay your dues. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, I have the, the the stabbings and to show for it and stuff like I'm not like, I'm, you know, like I've been stabbed and stuff like yeah, that. But, yeah. But it, that's just, you know, that was fun, too, though, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. Just fun getting poked here and there. Did you go to the store and forget the one thing that you needed at the store and you get home and you're like, what did I do? I fucked up. Now you can get snacks, drinks and other grocery essentials you need to deliver in under an hour with DoorDash. And as always, DoorDash connects you with other restaurants that you love right now, right to your door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the contactless delivery drop-off setting. Could you even... Imagine, could you have imagined this as a child that you could just press a button that says cheeseburger and it magically arrives at your house and you don't even have to talk to anyone. You have to look anyone in the eye. You just, you take your box with your delicious, shameful cheeseburger into your house and you eat it in the dark and you re-binge watch The Sopranos again. 
for maybe the 15th time. With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can support your neighborhood go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants. For a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code PTA2021. That covers pizza, ice cream, asparagus, chicken, fried chicken, kiochan, wings, burgers, uh, focaccia, lasagna, pasta, uh, salmon, anything. I mean, wh- name a food. Name a food. I dare you name a food right now. Name a food. Sure. Got it. No problem. Uh, that's 25% off, 10, $10 value, and zero delivery fees on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code PTA2021. Don't forget, that's code PTA2021 for 25% off your first order with DoorDash. Subject to change, terms apply. Just get well, you know, I mean, dude, it's so weird. You know, I think uh, this, I, I come... I was talking to a friend about about um, a point of reference, right? So this generation is growing up with social media, right? With cell phones and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. I come from a, a time where there was no cell phones, no social media, right? So I have that point of reference. But I think things are still in a way even, we still seek praising, right? We still seek validation. And a lot of it now, it's it's a lot easier, right? Because oh, of phones, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. in a phone, now you can post a cool video, uh, whatever, right? And you get the likes, you get it being shared. There's a thing called viral. But back then when we didn't have cell phones, it was like getting down or tagging your, your neighborhood or crossing people out. And then people in the neighborhood would be like, damn, you do you hear that such and such did this, such and or or you get locked up and then you'd come out when you come out, you would come out with a different body, different tattoos, and you yo the homies out and it was seeking validation and, it, and you would get some type of praise, you know, for it. So I remember when I got stabbed, it was messed up, but my all my homies were like, damn dude, you fucking got down with those fools and they stabbed you, man, you're fucking hard as fuck, and I was like. Yeah, I'm fucking hard as fuck, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know? But I was like, damn, like, I was That's... in the hospital. You know, I got stabbed in the head. Like, I got stabbed in the forehead. Oh, you did? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like, you know what I mean? No shit. I had a knife in my head. Yeah, it was like, you can see we... the scar, you know? Did it, Was it stuck in there in your skull? Uh, no, they but, but they, they got me, you they know? They tried to. Yeah, and... Uh, you know, but... but That's how you go viral back then. But and That's how you went viral That's how you went then. viral. That's right, Michael? Uh, and Michael knows. Michael knows. Yeah. Michael knows. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I think, uh, yeah, it's fucked up. But there, I mean, also, also when you're young, there, there's like you have like um, so much, so much to give, mm-hmm. you know, and whether it's uh, and you're finding yourself. And I think like, you know, I think the Native Americans have it right in the sense that um, there's a rite of passage for 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 their for their um, for their young, right? Mm-hmm. As as the youth is becoming an adult, they have to go through this ritual, uh-huh. you know, that tests them. And I think because we lost that, we seek it in, in one way or another. And I think us, because we come from that world of you know, we have indigenous blood, we have an indigenous background, we we f- look for for some type of ritual and we find it, it through our through gangs you know yeah. and we get put through that fire right. you know that tests us and and we go to you know we we go to jail and and, we, and these things are like what turns us into like men even though we're children you know yeah but i, I think because we don't have like we we don't have 
the, the the proper tools, right? Like the indigenous people do, right? What is it called? The the fire walk or the sun dance? What is? Well, you can talk about the sweat lodges. Sweat lodges. Uh, sweat lodge, you have to ask permission to enter the womb. Those are rites of passage. Get, get the camera on Mike, man. Mike, Mike knows a lot about this. Yeah, get this, this man on Mike. But, I mean, you got I, another Mike. Get, Mike, you want to sit? Sit over here, Mike. Join us. Join us, Mike. Come on, man. The, Mike is my best friend, uh, by the way. Um, I'm, I'm from San Diego. I moved to Los Angeles. I'm not sure when. And I met Michael at the homies. Had a, had a little spot down there on, um, what's that area? Burbank? Uh, Burbank, Glendale area? Uh, the homie. Uh, God, what's the homie's name? Fuck. He's from San Diego. It's a homie from San Diego moved up here, opened up a little store, and Michael has a clothing brand too. It's called Villain Life, okay. you know. And 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 Villain Life was being sold out of the homie spot, and that's when I first met Michael. And then we, we clicked, and then we kind of went our separate ways, and then we reconnected again. And now, we're, you know, that's my dog, man. You know, we're inseparable and shit. We always road kick dogs. it. That's my road dog, and we and we and we be posting up, you know, like once a week, catch up, and and, and just you know. Cruise around LA. He brought him here just in case. Just in I case. I brought him here just in case. Because you, you never hey, know, hey, dog. Be, no, hey, honestly. My all, wife wants to take Michael just in case. Tom all bullshit crazy. aside. All bullshit aside. Do you actually <laughs> do you actually have a little bit of paranoia like that? Like No. Like I no. Okay. You don't have Not that some I remember nah. I remember times being paranoid and be like going some see some people I hadn't seen in a long time, being like, I'm gonna well, listen, one time I did, <clears throat> I'm not paranoid, but listen, I I normally well, I know my environment. I know you. You know what I mean? So I was like, that's the homie, you know? And normally I don't care because either way, I'm a, look, I, I, I don't, I don't. I feel like whatever you got coming, you got coming. And I yeah. got nothing but good stuff coming because I, I, I don't, in a sense, what am I trying? You reap what you sow. You know what I mean? I've never done anyone dirty. You yeah. know, if anyone's trying to get at me, cool. That uh, Like in a bad way, yeah. let it be. That's on them. You know what I mean? Yeah. But. I don't know. I think I've been, like I said, I have a point of reference. Yeah. I, I have a point. I, 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 dude, I used to literally have to jump out my back window just to go to school every day. Because if I went out through the front, enemies would be driving by trying to trying to get me. Everyone right. knew where I lived because my pad, I always was the, man, I've always been like stupid that way where, or, I always would turn my my pad into the fucking hangout. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know where all the homies would hang out. Right. Like, I shouldn't have done that because I put my parents in danger. But my my house was always like the, spot. the ghost spot. Right. You know. I remember house. my homeboy yeah. Smiley, young kid. How old was Smiley? Uh, I don't know. He couldn't have been more than fourteen. You know, couldn't have been older than fourteen. I remember we were coming, walking out of my house. We walk out of the house, open the door to go outside. He gets hit. And I was behind, I was like, he went, we walked out, it was, it was Smiley, it was Bubba, it was me. And I can't remember, I don't know if it was like Smurf or, but it, it was like a little group of us, we were coming out, young kids, I was, I was probably 13. Yeah. We're walking out of my mom's house, and, and, and he gets hit, you know? Yeah. That was how I was living, you know? So back then, so yeah, so going to a podcast, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go to a podcast. <laughs> like, what's gonna happen? You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no one's gonna say shit. Like, yeah. not like that, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was one that I went to where I didn't know the dude too well. And it was, I normally, a lot of people, not a lot, but I'm, I'm a lot of people. Homies have been reaching out to, hey, you wanna do, and like I said, I didn't wanna do podcasts for a minute. I was like, ah, yeah. I feel like I've said too much. And I wanna kinda like just, you know, go to a place where it'd be a little bit more mysterious right. or whatever. No but I think I already, 
you know, Pandora's box is open. I don't think there's any more mystery to me, you know? Right. So I was just gonna chill back anyways. And a, a homie of a homie hit me up and he said, hey, you wanna do this one podcast, but it's kind of a hood podcast, right? you know? It's like for, for, for hood fools, you know? And I was like, yeah, I'll go. I wasn't tripping on the dude, <clears throat> but I was like, Oh, I'm gonna definitely bring my homies for this one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I'm going to a neighborhood. Yeah. I'm, I don't know, you know. But I, you, you gave me the address. I'm like, oh, I used to live over there. I'm good. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. But these were sending me an address. And God knows, I don't know the area. I don't know many of the areas, but it was like a hood hood. Right. And I was like, yeah, I'm pulling up. And I called some of my, my homies from, from Sherman. Yeah. They drove all the way. They, uh, shout out to my, my homies, because if I need them, they pull up, you know? That's, that's and, and my homies pull up. Some of my big homies and some of the younger homies and some of my peers, they, they pulled up and we mobbed to this podcast. And they just hung out in the in the waiting room and I did the podcast and it was chill. So now I have a relationship with that guy. Now, now I feel like, yeah, hey, I can do your podcast, you yeah, know? Yeah, and I yeah. went and it was cool, but I didn't know. I didn't know, I didn't think it was gonna be a setup, but you never know. Some people want, might wanna test test the waters, you know? Yeah. yeah, you never know. You never know. I mean, you don't wanna be, a, you don't wanna you get to it. Either point. way, if I had my homeworks or not, I, I, you know, I, I'm still gonna have to like, um, how can I say it? Okay, for like example. I, I hate it because I'm not a tough guy at all. But but I'm but I'm not a punk, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. But I don't look for shit. But like for example, like if I was put in a situation where someone was gonna try to punk me or disrespect me in a podcast, I'd have to handle mine. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Regardless of how many of them or if it's just me or my homies are there or not, I'd I'd have I'd have to But that's not the energy like you listen, that's not the energy you have. No. I wouldn't as long as I've known you, you've been the coolest dude ever. Always, bro. And I wouldn't invite you to my house if I didn't think you were cool and I know yeah. you're cool. So it's like you know, no, I yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm I just brought Michael it. because every Tuesday we hang out. Yeah. What's the rest of your What's the rest of your day going to so look like? So on Tuesdays, Michael? Michael and I, we 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 look for restaurants to eat at. Oh That's shit! That's what we do. Have you been to uh, El Russo down on on uh, the one over here on uh, Sunset? Uh uh. El Russo down the street. I'll, I'll give you the address. It's fire. Oh well, you know I'm vegan though. Oh, you're you know vegan. Yeah, I'm vegan. There's a vegan bro. Thai place called uh, Green Leaves. Yeah. Right here, it's pretty good. It's okay. Yeah. Got some interesting shit. Anyways, that's not what this podcast is about. Nah, 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 nah. Um, no, so, but yeah, but every, that, that's why I brought my boy Mike. Are you vegan that's too? My, that's my dog. Nah. I was not, not going to cancel my boy Mike. I was like, yo, Michael, let's go to this podcast on Tuesday. Yeah, Switch up, up our, our, our routine. You yeah. know, we have a routine that we do. And that's good for me too, you know, just to get out of the house. Because like, I don't really, my, 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 um, what is it? Like the where you know I grew up in San Diego, so most of my my friends are out there. So right now in LA, I have my my boy Michael, my wife, my son. My my circle is very small down here, you know. Yeah. So okay, so I'm gonna backtrack. So we, I met you. You dropped. I remember you dropped your first uh, project. I don't know if uh, it was like your first album, right? I think so. Yeah, the SD Kill Wave. Yeah, and I remember like it, it's so interesting because I remember that time Sponto and I would drive around and, like play it. And we'd be like, fucking, this fool's crazy. Listen to this shit. And let's be like, because we never heard anything. It's like, I know this is not a, it's not a reference, but I remember like Sublime came out. Okay, yeah, yeah. And we're, I, I, I remember it's kind when, of a good reference. I mean, yeah, I, I don't want, I don't know how you feel about yeah. Sublime, but. No, I love Sublime. Sublime that, that, is, yeah. Like, yeah, some people were like, but when I first heard Sublime, like I'm not an active Sublime listener, but when I first heard it, this girl played it for me in her Bronco. She had it on tape and I heard it. I was like, I've never heard anything like this before. This fool's talking about my Heine, my Ruka, but he's but, he's like playing like guitar and shit. Yeah, and yeah. It hadn't crossed over yet. And it, you know, and like, and the same thing that you did, I yeah. never thought about that before. And 
No, I think I think Sublime is a great um, what is it um, comparison. Right. Yeah. I mean, and, and it's organic because Long Beach is one of those places that's like a hood by the beach, so you get the you get everything mixing in. Yeah. Like all these all these coastal neighborhoods, yeah. you get surfers, you know, that's gangsters, the best, it's all though, right? it's a mix. Yeah, skaters like yeah. it's all and they all have like a similar mentality. Like yeah. surfers are out there beating people up, and yeah. you know, it's just this whole fucking thing. But, territory. Yeah, it's all ter- very territorial. It was now I don't know what's going on, but like yeah. it used to be that way, you know. Yeah. But like you said. It's funny that thing you bring up about because people used, used to go viral by like doing things so people around you knew what you were about. Yeah, like, yeah around the, your. Yeah, or like doing when I did graffiti. That's how like oh you're up and this I saw you get up over there and they're like oh hell yeah they knew yeah. they knew I was out last night and but now that's not how it works. It's like it's all in the phone. It's all on the phone. And now. it's all manufactured. Yeah. And it's a trip because you know it's part of getting older. You yeah. Know? So, I mean, I, I mean, I feel like we're living in two realities, right? There's this, there's this one, 100%. and this reality is real. You know, I can touch you, or we're yep. talking, and then and then this one's real too. This one affects your feelings, your mood. You know, it can make you happy. You can pick up chicks on it, or, or yep. start beef, or have a bunch of friends there. You know what I mean? That are real. The friendships in there are real. Like there's people in there that I've never met in my life. Yeah. But we, hey, what up? Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, like yeah. their shit, and they they support me, and I fuck with them, and we still haven't met in, in real life, but it feels like. It's a friendship. It's a relationship, you know? So it's like two different realities that we're living simultaneously. There are, you know, I think at one point they might like merge. I wonder if they'll merge like a crazy way. You know what I mean? On some sci-fi shit, merge. No, I think think people. That shit's going to happen, huh? No, that's going to happen. It's going to happen. He knows it's going to happen. Don't talk to him about science fiction. Look at him. Yeah, he's got the faces on that guy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying though? Yeah. Because right now it's happening, but it's still it's still separate. You know what I mean? It's still I'm, I'm me. Here's the phone. But I wonder when when me and the phone become one. You know, what we I'm will saying? see people tapped in oh, with a headset. We'll see a headset and a fucking IV, and you'll see people in there for, with a fucking shit bag or something. They'll yeah. just be in there for a couple of weeks. Yeah. They'll just because I listen because they, they talk about this whole idea of like a singularity or VR and all this shit. Yeah. And they talk about like one day. I'm like one day. This is a there's another world in here right now. Like all I gotta do is open Instagram. Well, I'll lose my shit and like I'll well, lose an hour dude, in there. Check this a out. Whole the world. Home, one of the homies. Shout out the homie Chase from fucking um uh from Hive. The Hive. You know Chase from the Hive. He does like Fools Gone Wild. Um, he does um, a lot of merch. He's like Little Peep. Oh, no. it, he it's like a it's a collective. They do they do like music. They 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 also do like merch uh, management. They're from LA. The homie Chase. He's cool. I used to be with them back in the days, but then I went solo cholo because I just like to be DIY. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it's just more I get more money that way if mm-hmm. I'm doing my own shit. But um, what was I gonna say? So so homeboy was like. He's like, yo, let me buy all your content, like garbage content, don't matter content. And I was like, well, nah, what do you, what do you want my content for? Right. He's like, I'll pay you for da 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 da. And, and, and fast forward, I don't, actually, I'm not gonna get into other people's business. That's not who I am. But it intrigued me. And I was like, why, why do you want content so bad? Like, or not bad, but why do you want content, you know? And um, he broke it down to me about the kind of like the value of content and then he took it a, a step further and basically um soon he believes they're buying airspace right they're buying so right now you can buy a house you can buy a, a rent a billboard right but the airspace is kind of free mm-hmm. 
So certain companies are, are buying up airspace. And what happens in the future, I get my, cam my phone, I open a camera setting, and I scan it, right? I scan the room. And if I scan the room right now, I see um, your paintings, I see you, right? But in the future when I'm driving, because everything's so congested when it comes to advertisement, you can only get so many billboards, you can only get so many bus benches, you can only get so many like um, uh, buses, you know, that, that you put your advertisement on. In the future, you can just be driving down the freeway or going down, you open up your phone or you might have some sunglasses with a special technology and you can see billboards oh, yeah. and advertisement. So you so you look at your phone and the, what when you open when you look at the sky on your phone there'll be advertisements on that airspace. They are. You augmented, know and, and it can advertise yeah. whatever yeah. it wants. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's where he's on. So he's gathering all he's just collecting collecting it. all this shit. Oh, shit. You know, paying big bucks for it. Wow. You know and I'm like so intrigued by it and I'm like fuck. Check it out, check it out. This is no lie, right? So I'm at home, and I just decided to shave my balls, right? Yeah. So I went to court, not knowing I was going to get arrested, and I got arrested. <laughs> I was the only man in men's central jail with his balls shaved. <laughs> like, the women guards stopped me, like, what happened to your hair? And I was like, I didn't know I was coming to jail. Like, oh my I literally God. shaved my balls, not knowing I was going to jail. So, like, for five days, I was walking around hairless balls in jail and i was you, like oh fuck, you thought your balls were gonna end up somewhere nice that night but yeah, they did but the the women guards were the one that stopped me they were like hey let me see what the fuck like what do you want to see it's shaved you know what i mean like, <laughs> i felt so embarrassed that's the only time i've been embarrassed about shaving my balls <laughs> but that's a true story i swear i went to jail and the guards were like hey let me see that wait 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 we got some fellow we got some some people that like to keep their balls shaved wait you used the mock three the mock three on your balls damn so y'all just like on a daily basis walking around just super hairless balls. Just hairless balls, baby. Just shave peaches. Yeah, yeah bro. Just because I'm married, I'm not going to. Come on, man. Oh, shit. If I used to keep my shit real clean when I wasn't married, now that I'm married, I got to keep it extra Yeah, keep up clean. appearances. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you just, why I'm not going to let my guard down. You know what I mean? You know yeah. how people let their guard down? They yeah. get married and they start. <laughs> not me, bro. That's smart. You're a smart man. I'm you the know. opposite. You gotta, you gotta keep the, you gotta keep the romance alive. Yeah, bro. You can't be farting in front of your girlfriend. Nah, dude. I want my, my wife to always be like. Yeah, that fool's fucking fine, huh? Yeah. You want her to keep, keep yeah. the. Uh, with some keep, hairless balls. Keep that. Yeah, yeah, with some hairless, hairless balls. Balls are hairless. <laughs> Just looking like yeah, my one balls of those are cats. hairless. All right. Well, uh, but I heard certain people like don't grow hair though. With alopecia. Yeah. Certain people. In their balls. Really true i've never heard this just no pubic hair i research all kinds of random stuff in my book. <laughs> <laughs> he heard he heard somewhere i heard it i heard about cut. it i heard, I heard something <laughs> nah i'm just kidding i don't know shit don't, don't believe anything i said in this interview by the way i believe it all man yeah, that's nah, in the I'm balls kidding. part believe it i accept the balls part my balls are hairy this important psa <laughs> is brought to you by manscape.com this is your pubic service announcement and the news we've all been waiting for the manscape engineering team has confirmed they have successfully created the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer which is now available for purchase in the usa and canada this new trimmer was released only only moments ago we're the first to get our hands on it and share the news join over two million men worldwide who trust manscaped with this exclusive offer for you 20 percent off and free shipping with the code pta2021 at manscaped.com i'm gonna tell you something not gonna lie 
I have I have the old version of this thing. Yeah. The one before this one's fucking this one is hella ergonomic and sleek. It looks like a fucking stealth fighter uh plane. Yeah, I have the old version and the this this fucking razor is so good. I threw it. I'm it not doesn't even, nick. Nah, I'm not even lying. Like I I'm not even bullshitting. I use it. I use it for my fucking mustache. I use it to trim my face. I take it when I travel. I don't even fucking. Shit, let me have this shit. This shit is hard. I, on, no, bro. I'm keeping this one. Shit. What? Um, my old lady's taking the, the other one. Look at that. See, no, it's got no this little. Gifts for the guest. It's got a, it's got this little ceramic thing that keeps you from cutting your balls. You might have to get me one. You bragging about this? Oh, it's even got a little light. Yeah, it's got a light. It's got a light. Oh, I see how they do it. Oh, I get it now. The 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 top blade is plastic. Yep, it protects you, so you can shave anything without getting cut. That makes sense. I'm gonna tell you if it's anything like if this is the new version, the old version is in my toiletry kit. I was just out on vacation. I'm shaving with it all the time. It's the best. I'm not even using it on my fucking balls. I use it on my face. It's a perfect razor. Their advanced ceramic blade and skin safe technology is so good that it represents what experts would perhaps call the absolute pinnacle of grooming engineering. Looks wise, it's sleek. It's got two-tone matte and gloss finish, even features a hot foil stamped back chrome Manscaped logo. Look at that shit. This shit's beautiful. I'm just gonna start carrying this thing around the world. Just, just walk around. I'll just shave at the at the at the supermarket. Just, just I'm just gonna have it as a, as an accessory. It's just that cool looking. I believe in this product so much. I gotta tell you, the optimized lawnmower 4.0 trimmer is waterproof. Groom in the shower. I did not know it's waterproof. Did you guys? I did no, not know that I could be using this shit in the shower. This thing's amazing. What if they? What if they? What if they just? They just? They've reinvented well, the fucking mousetrap. Obviously made by men who shave their balls. Men who shave their balls. The Lawnmower 4.0's new wireless charging system uses electromagnetic induction, which can help battery length last longer, which is true because I've I've charged this thing a couple times in the past six months. I swear to fucking God, the battery on this... I mean, they've really built a better mousetrap. They shouldn't even be marketing this shit to balls. It should take over all shaving. Uh, get 20% off and free shipping with the code PTA2021 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code PTA2021 at manscaped.com. No person wants to end up with pubes in their mouth, and your balls will thank you. Get 20% off free shipping with the code PTA2021 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code PTA2021. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. No, we're, we're, we're running headlong into fucking Blade Runner territory. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Uh, that shit intrigues me, you know, because I feel like we're making leaps. You know, remember, like, I mean, back, I mean, you went, we went from pagers to like the, the, the leaps are just huge, huge. They're not like small. You know, we went from nothing. Like, I remember, I mean, I'm, I'm 46 now, you know, shit. I remember black and white TVs, you know, and got, I mean, I think they probably already had color TVs, but we were too poor. And then like Walkmans and yeah, you know what I mean? The, the cassette disc decks, yeah. Discman. Yeah. And now it's just like, this is all you need, you know? Well, the funny thing was that when we, we were kids, right? They're like, one day they're going to have a phone with a camera. Like, one day there's going to be a video phone. And the way they show it in the movie is like a screen with a big-ass computer. Yeah. And this, this shit sneaks up on you. Because you have a phone, and then one day they're like, oh, we're going to add video. You're like, okay. And you turn around one day, and we're fully, we're, we're past yeah. the future. We're past the mark where we thought we'd be. Yeah. And it's growing exponentially. So it just keeps getting crazier. And like... I personally am like, I wish it would. I wish they could just stop for a minute. 
because it's like it's going so fast like the way people like the way kids make money now like i look at the way kids like i make money in a very traditional way i make a product i sell it yeah, yeah, yeah. i film something i saw that they pay me to film it like whatever right same yeah but but now the way kids make money is like some kid has a fucking noodle bowl haircut, bites his lip, and he's making you know fifteen million dollars a year on TikTok. Like it's, yeah, it's mind boggling. Oh, fucking oh, bro, right? I, like it's a crazy way to make money. Oh, it is. It is. It is. It really is. Yeah, it trips me out. It's very. It's very interesting to me. Like I'm intrigued by it all. I, I think I wasn't like as much until like I had all this downtime with with because of the oh, COVID yeah. thing. Yeah. Once like COVID hit, like I my. I just went into all these rabbit holes, you know what I mean? Just one after another, after another. I had to like log off. I was like, okay, I need to fucking experience this reality. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, but I don't know, it's a trip, dude. That's a trip. So you, okay, so you, so you had, I remember you had the album and mm-hmm. then I didn't like see you around for a while. We both got busy. And then I was like, oh, this fool hooked up with Kat, Von yeah. D. And like, I remember seeing her at, Way back in there, a true tattoo. Yeah, I was going tattoo. to get. A That's t- when I met her. That's when you met her. Yeah, a true tattoo. I remember going there to get like uh, I was Kawanga. going to talk to Chris Garver. I want to get a tattoo from uh-huh. that guy. And uh, and I was just like checking, and then I see this girl in there, and I'm like, and this is at a time when it was like, kind of a rarity for for women to tattoo. You didn't see a lot yeah. of female tattoos. She's a pioneer, bro. She's a pioneer, and I was like, damn, she's she's in a shop that's like a real shop. Yeah. And she's getting. I was looking at her. I'm like looking at her shit. I'm like, holy shit, she's really. And like, I know that sounds sexist, but like. That's what I, yeah. you know, I was a tattooer for a minute. Like I was in that world. Oh, no, I get it. I yeah. Get and I was it. like tripping on her. I was like, and I remembered her. I was like, damn, I remember that girl. Yeah. And then later on, I started seeing her. She started doing like reality TV. I was like, oh, I remember her. She was like, uh-huh. true tattoo, all that shit. And then, then I see you hooked up with her. And I was like, of course. What I talk about a match made somewhere. Yeah. But you two, I was like, oh, this is like, this is, this is like, yeah, that's my girl, bro. Right. Yeah, you She's guys been my girl from the beginning, though. That's what's crazy. Right. She's always been like, like she's gonna be my wife one day type of thing you had that in your head oh uh, yeah yeah for You're a like, long I'm time when that i down. first met it met her yeah so you she met tri- her way back in the day yeah oh okay i met her on myspace no fucking yeah way. you did I, I threw some game at her on MySpace. <laughs> nice top 10 yeah damn and then i went up to la to, to meet her in person and we hung out a couple times yeah and then her you know her life took off with the show yeah. and i had i was i was i was young too but I had my own, I had a restaurant that I still own in, in San Diego. Okay. You know, I had a little a vegan restaurant down there called Pokies. So I was doing that. And right around the time, because I think I was 24. And right when I turned 24, the restaurant just fucking blew up, you know, and I start, started doing really well. So I got extremely busy too. And then she started doing Miami Inc. And then she started doing LA Inc. And I was at the first LA Inc. She, she called me and was like, hey, I'm doing a grand opening for my shop. You should roll through. And I went to the grand opening. If you watch the first episode, I, I'm in there. I'm in the crowd <laughs> walking around. In the background? Yeah. Uh, and Easter then we egg. reconnected, you know, I don't know, man. What is it? Four, four years ago? Six years ago? Yeah. Yeah. And, and then it was on. Yeah. It wasn't on right away. But, yeah. you know, like I knew it was going to be on. You're, you're a romantic dude i can tell i see how you move yeah. he's very into romance which yeah is, you can see it in tight. the way i talk yeah yeah the way no. i dress yep you know what i mean yep black roses everywhere yeah. velvet gloves yeah i am bro i'm a romantic you know that's what I mean? good yeah. that's good there's not hey man nothing wrong with romance no you know not I mean? at all <laughs> no i'm romantic well, and too. you are do you have a lucky lady yeah i got a girlfriend uh, okay. you know it's 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 good man. how long have you guys been together coming up on two years I love a few that. months how'd yeah. you guys meet I met her playing poker. No, really? Yeah. She's po- 
You a poker player? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I I'm taking a break. Yeah. But yeah, I was I've been playing poker for for a few years. That's cool. I yeah. know nothing about any game gambling poker nothing. It's it's one I of the things. I know checkers. That's about it. Checkers, but not chess. You know yeah. chess? That I heard that's the masterminds game. Chess. If you you know if you're on chess, that means you're some mastermind. You watch yeah. Oh, sorry, brother. I, I get like these weird twitches, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, I'm totally yeah. Sorry. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Yeah. Checkers is like craps and then poker is chess. Okay. You know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. a, I'll tell you something about poker. It is 100%. Uh, it's all skill. Okay. Like there's luck involved, but it's navigating that luck. Poker and I, and I look at when I'm getting my ass kicked at poker, I'm like, there's something I'm not getting and I, and I need to, I feel like I need to overcome it to learn a lesson in life because poker is like you're dealt some cards uh -huh. and you don't know what this person has and you just have to figure out how to play, you know? Yeah, and there's yeah. people that are masters at it, but they're like, and there's also people who are like math fucking geniuses. Right, too. they're we're, counting cards or something. Not like counting cards, but they're just like, there's a whole bunch of, there's a whole right. fucking bunch of shit. Either way, long story short, I, I'm, I'm on a- I'm You're not, on a break? Yeah, I don't know. So you I, met your lady at a card game? I met her at a card game. She took me on a hand. I got pissed. I was like, "You shouldn't have been in that hand." I, you know, I said something to her. I was being mean, but in a cute way. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then we ended up, you know, like over the course of whatever, we ended up dating. And yeah, it's one of those things where we're both like, we're both like, well, this is just a, this is just a thing. Like we're not gonna. It's not serious. Yeah, we're like we're not serious. Yeah. And then it ended up, we ended up staying together. So it's cool. You got rich people's problems now. You got a swimming oh, pool. Oh, I do got rich people's problems. <laughs> you got ear. You got you're swimming so much. Your ears fucked yeah. up. Um, yeah, but you know what, though? I mean, I think uh, no matter how you cut it, it affects you. What am I trying to say? It, it, it's it's not really, I, I think, I don't know. My, I, don't, I think I'm still the same, dude. Money yeah. hasn't really changed me. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, I think I take care of, take care of more people now, but I've always been... You know, I, I mean, I opened up a restaurant at 17, you know? And when I turned 24, that restaurant was doing really well. I bought my mom a house with that restaurant. So um, I bought myself a, an apartment complex when I was 30 or 27. I think I bought myself a house at 27 and an apartment complex at 30. So I was already like making money, you know, before yeah. prayers or any of that, but it, w it wasn't like music money, but I was, you know, I was investing in real estate uh, and, uh, you know, I got a couple, you know, the one thing about the restaurant business that's really cool is that you meet a lot of different people. Yeah. You know, I've met, you name it, from, from, from lawyers to like, you know, hustlers to you name it, you know, skaters, artists, I've met a lot of people and through, through that, uh, through the restaurant, like um, I learned a lot, you know. I shout out my the the uh, Howard Greenberg, who is who was my landlord when I first opened that little restaurant. You know, he owns a lot of real estate in San Diego. He owns like a big portion of San Diego. He's basically the king of San Diego, and he taught me a lot of stuff, you know. And it was just because I rented this little building from him at seventeen, and he took a chance on me. And uh, you know, my 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 pops was illiterate. He didn't know how to read or ride and stuff so and i dropped out at nine because i was gang banging i was getting shot at at school i remember i was coming out my pregnant girlfriend at the time got shot at i was like man i'm not going back to school you know i remember i was in my in my truck and and, and this this car pulled up to me right when i was getting out of school i got shot at i, I go i go home 
and the bullet was stuck in the back of my my um the the, the headrest. headrest yeah and i was like oh man i ain't going back over there you know what i mean so but then i had you know i still had a little hustler mentality you know so i i got this little restaurant and um so i've always already i've been familiar with like you know kind of the responsibility of money because there is responsibility that comes with money it's not like you make it you spend it i mean you can and i do but i do more than that i think i I invest and I save more than I spend. Oh. You know, my my spending compared to my investments and all the other things that I do with my money are very little. You know what I mean? How did you have the balls to start a restaurant at 17, drop down to high school? How's well, that you possible? Know, I think everything that I've ever done in my life has always been about like revenge. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Very God. Revenge has helped me in a lot of ways. And that's also got me in trouble. So this is, I had always kind of, you know, I was, I was doing the gangbanging thing, but also um, my, um, my father, we were poor, you know, so we needed a, 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 a second source of income. That second source of income was me. I was the oldest. So I would, you know, it's crazy because I did run, I, I used to run errands for the homies and stuff like that, you know, but there was a part of me that um, I've always, what am I trying to say here? I've always loved my father, mm -hmm. right? I always wanted to, to make him proud. And I know that when I got in gangs and when I was getting stabbed, I mean, my mom used to walk barefoot, you know? because she thought that I was going to get killed because you know my cousin wicked who's doing life in prison now he he, he got locked up at 16 he, you know he, he's in Pelican Bay he's been in there since 16 years old you know um, not necessarily in Pelican Bay but he's been locked up since the age of 16 and um, we're, we're what I'm 46 he might be one year younger than me um, so things like these were happening around me all the time I mean, I would walk out of the house and my friend got shot, you know? So my mom, she was a very religious lady, you know, Catholic. And um, also practiced like a lot, you know, like, like curandera type of magic, right? So her belief system was, if you want something, you have to offer something up. So my wife wanted to, my wife, I'm sorry. My mother wanted to um, protect me from the life that I was living. And she knew she couldn't do it in like a physical form. So she had to do it in a spiritual way. Yeah. So what I mean by that is that like she offered her humility or to, to God. And she, the, the, the pact or the promise that she made was like, God, if you protect my son, if you keep him safe, I will go barefoot. And, and my mom was barefoot for decades. You know, what? she wouldn't wear shoes. Get the fuck and it used here. to embarrass me. And I used to get in fights with, with my friends over it because they would call her uh, uh, um, uh, India Pata Rajada. So, some derogatory thing about being Indian and not wearing shoes, right? Like, ah, tu mamá es una India. You know, and um, I used to get in fights with my own homies from my neighborhoods over it. And I used to get so upset with my mom and I used to be like, hey, wear shoes. What? And, and at this time I, would, I was working for the homies, you know, so I would make money. I was making more money than my dad. 
I remember one day I came home, I had a fucking bunch of money and I threw it at my mom, you know, and I was like, oh, I was a horrible kid, bro. Um, I, I throw the money at my mom and I'm like, fucking, I had just gotten in a fight. I had just gotten in a fist fight with two dudes over it, two brothers. So I hate these motherfuckers. Um, they're from my neighborhood, but I, to this day, I hate these two motherfuckers. Um, um, but, um, I get down with these fools over this shit. You know what, you know what's crazy about these two dudes? It's that we were really close when we were little kids. When we were little kids, our parents hung out, we were, we grew up. And then when we joined, I don't know what happened between me and them. They started just hating on me hard, right. you know? And, um, you know, I'm not a big dude, but I'm, I'm, I'm about it, you know? So I would get down with these dudes, you know? And I think I was more mad, mad at them, but then I got home and then I see my mom without the shoes. And that's kind of what started the fight with these dudes. Cause they were like, your mom doesn't wear shoes. Eh. You know, and uh, got down with these dudes. I go home and I see my mom and I just pull out my water money and I'm boom, throw it at my mom. And my dad saw me do this, but I was already blinded by anger. So I didn't even see my dad. I was just saw my mom and bare feet. I throw the money and, and, and I'm gonna buy some shoes. God damn it. Like, you know, and my dad sees me and he fucking just beats the shit out of me. Right. And uh, my dad was a big dude, you know. Um, and then he pulls me aside after he kicks my ass and he tells me, hey, you know why your mom's barefoot? And he breaks it down to me. And he Damn. tells me your mom's barefoot because she's afraid that you're gonna die in these streets. You're gonna end up like Frank in prison. And, um, and she made a promise to, to God that she would go barefoot until you fucking change. And that was the seed, bro, that got me like, Oh fuck, you know, like it got, it did something to me that shook me enough to like want to get my shit semi straight. And I started working. I would start going to work with my dad on the weekends at restaurants and just to give them some type of like comfort, wow. you know, cause I was always running the streets and I was like, okay, I got, I can't stop running the streets, but I got to give my family some type of comfort. You know, I got to give them something to not because i love my family i love my father and my mother you know rest in peace i don't have my parents anymore um i lost my mom this year i lost my father in 2005 but i i love them you know they were my world and i really didn't realize how much damage i was doing uh, by living the way i was living and i see it now you know i have a daughter my, my beautiful daughter she's 26 and and then i have my my little son leofar who's gonna be three and i worry about them you know what I mean? I, I worry about my daughter. I worry about my son. And I, I get it now. You know, right. I get it like, okay, yeah, this is real. You know, you love someone so much, you'll go barefoot. You do whatever you can for them. So it changed me and I wanted to balance the scales somewhat. So within that balancing of the scales, I started working like a, like a straight, you know, a square, you right. know? So I would do the street shit and I would, and I would work with my dad on the weekends. And I started falling in love with working uh, yeah. at the restaurant. I started meeting people, you know. Uh, I met these, uh, the, the, this dude who, who, who was really young chef. You know, he, he was like a, a trailblazer, um, Alejandro. And he was young and he was like fucking running five-star restaurants everywhere. And he was opening up in like New York, San Francisco. And he had the top restaurants, you know. And he had, happened to have one called Ole Madrid at the time. And it was the fucking coolest spot you know it was like a 
uh, five-star restaurant, Spanish-style cuisine. And then at night, they would have like like bands, like real bands, you know, like the brand back then, like the brand new heavies and the far side and like oh, wow. shit like that would come and play at this place, you know? So I started like really discovering a, a culture, like uh, through food. I fell in love with it. And he took me under his wings and he taught me everything he knew. And for a while, I thought that was going to be my world. I was like, oh, I'm going to be a fucking chef, a famous fucking chef. I know it. And I was coming out already in like magazines because I was um, he I went from dishwashing to prepping to line cook to being the second in command, you know, and I was doing daily specials and he was running all his other restaurants. He would leave me in charge. And then what happened was um, he sold it. He sold it to this football player from the Seattle Seahawks. And this dude didn't know shit about restaurants. He's told him, leave this kid in charge. This kid knows how to run this fucking kitchen. You're good. Just let him handle everything. They let me handle everything for a little bit. But my age at the time, I was like fucking 16. Because I opened up my restaurant at 17. And um, I don't know. He didn't have faith in me, even though I was doing everything by the book, the way Alejandro taught me. And then... um, uh, the dude ended up like hiring some dude from Spain who um, had gone to some fancy um, culinary arts school up in, in, in Spain. And he was from Spain, hired this dude straight out of school, but he never had no fucking experience in a real fucking kitchen. Right. So this dude, he had all the all the paperwork was right. Right. But he didn't know how to fucking, you know, turn on the stove, you right, know what I mean? Right, right, So this dude comes in and um, I'm, I'm, I'm basically still running the show, but this guy's getting a bigger check than me and getting all the praise for everything that I'm doing. Right. I felt some type of way about it. Yeah. And one day um, I, went in, and I went to the owner and I said, hey man, I need a fucking raise. Like this dude, he, he ain't shit, he ain't doing shit. He asks me how to, how the get down is, I'm doing everything. He's getting all the praises. And and, and I'm over here like busting my ass, yeah. working fucking seven days a week, 12 hour shifts, you know? And, and this dude's getting all the credit. Nah, it's not going down like that. The dude fires me. Oh shit. And then it was like, okay, let's go and make my own And then spot. I opened up my own, so revenge. It was revenge, I opened up my own oh, restaurant. Right. So then I opened up my own restaurant at 17 to tell these dudes to fuck you. And then, and then I struggled, bro. I fucking struggled for six years right. with that little restaurant yeah. because I knew how to run a restaurant, but I didn't know the business side of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's the different part. You know, no one tells you, oh, wait, it's not just fucking, you know, keeping inventory, keeping the cost down. And that business and is cooking. hard, too. Restaurant you business know, is tough. You know, there's other shit to it. There's yeah. accounting. There's yeah. the fucking payroll. So mm-hmm. that became a whole mess. But then after the six year, I hung in there for six years, busted my ass. When I turned 24, that shit was just fucking lines around the block. Yeah, I, was, I mean, I remember at one point, I like, like at one point when I had my own house, I remember I had a little safe. I had like a hundred grand in it, you know? Yeah. I was a kid, you know? Yeah. And it was no drug money. It was no music money. It was, it was just straight the little restaurant that I had. You hustled it. Yeah. See, the thing they don't, the thing that when you, when you replay that shit, right? Yeah. And you're saying it's six years was really hard and... And, you know, having been, you know, I've been in business before and been through the hard times. Yeah, man. But what they don't, what we don't tell you when we say that is that if, from my experience, A, those six years go very fast. Yeah, they right? do actually. B, yeah. when you say it's hard, yes, it's hard, but it doesn't mean it's not fun. 
Yeah. Right? Like, it's hard, but you just get yeah. by. And when shit's hard and you're trying to figure out how do I make this happen, it's like there's something exciting about making shit happen when there's nothing there. Like, making something out of nothing. Like yeah. That, that's exciting. Like, giving birth to something. You know, and then and then once you get going, it becomes kind of like, well, now now you have a machine built and you got to fucking adjust the cogs. Yeah. And you got to make sure this goes in. It becomes very, like, there's a formula once you figure it out. You know, and the excitement, it's not as exciting. I like starting, I like the beginning of things. Yeah, I think I do too. Like, I remember when I first started doing Prayers, the band, so much fun. I had money, you know, but I was funding it like everything you know like yeah. the, the the records the the, the merch uh, but i also wasn't going to be like i'm gonna fucking be getting us fucking five-star hotels yeah so i wanted the full experience right so we would go play shows for 50 bucks and we'd be like fuck it we're sleeping in the in the van today yeah like yeah we're sleeping because a lot of it was me and i yeah. was like okay i'm not i am going to allow the restaurant to fund some of it yeah but this has to fund itself yes and if i have to fucking eat top ramen i'm gonna do it even though i know i could go get some whatever you know but it, i don't know i did it and, and prayers you know took off and then it started doing the same thing started making its own money right and but at the beginning it was i don't know i prayers was really fun the restaurant was not fun that was really hard for me yeah it was really difficult because um a lot of times it was just me by myself when i first started it because I, I i didn't couldn't afford employees you and know you were cooking too i was i was doing it all and then my dad my dad would help me with the restaurant but my dad was extremely sick and he would get seizures oh shit. so a lot of times when he would come to help me he would have a seizure and faint and pass out in the kitchen and i was always afraid he would hurt himself you know like have you know something hot would fall on him yeah. or a night he would fall with a knife so i said hey dad just stop coming you know because he would fall on the ground foam would start coming out his mouth i'd have to open up an onion almost like you know those little what are they called those smelling salts smelling salts but i didn't have smelling salts so i would cut an onion put it on his own he would wake up i would say hey dad chill for a little bit rest and i was like hey dad stop coming just yeah. don't come no more right you know so i would i would just run the restaurant by myself and when i first started all my money all my money went into opening up this restaurant yeah you know and i was no longer working and i was no longer hustling and this restaurant consumed me it took everything from me yeah, from my yeah. entire life yeah. my entire savings yeah and i so i couldn't when i when i opened yeah, yeah, up yeah. a restaurant i had to take a loan from my homeboys from my neighborhood yeah you know i had to throw from the homies that were slanging i took a, a loan and i told them hey man because they were like hey no you can keep it but let us do this out of it i said no no i want to do this the right way yeah. if lend me the money and i'll pay you back but there's no this or, or don't give me the money you know, yeah, so yeah, I yeah. got the money and I paid it back and there was no funny business. Right. right. But I needed money to buy food Yeah. to open up the rent. I didn't even have money to to buy food. Wow. But because I, I spent it all on the electrical, the plumbing, the permits, the this, the that, Fuck. all these things. I had no idea. All you know? by yourself, pretty much. All, all by myself. Uh, the equipment. Um, I had like back then it was a lot. I now I maybe now it's a lot. I don't know. But this was I opened up this restaurant in like 92. I That's opened crazy. it up with 30 grand. That's crazy. So, you know, I had 30 grand back in the 90s. But how did from you have straight you... money from straight working? I had 30K. That's a lot of money back in then. In the 90s. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's yeah. a lot now, but that was in the 90s. So, I, was, I did my little thing working, man. I mean, I was fucking also working 12 hour shifts. Right. You know? Yeah. So, I wasn't spending nothing. When you work 12 hour shifts, seven days a week, yeah, the money just piles up. You don't have time to go yeah, yeah, spend yeah. it on nothing, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I I sold my car to dude. I used to do the produce run in the morning. I would wake up like at five in the morning, 
skate down, skateboard down to, to Smart and Final, wait for it to open. I would get all my soft drinks, all to my to-go containers, my plastic wear, everything. I would pile it up, pile it up uh, on my skateboard, walk it to the restaurant because I didn't have a vehicle and unload it. And then I would skateboard down to the produce district, get my tomatoes, get my onions, <laughs> get my, my, my cabbage, get all, all my vegetables. And then I would walk it, piled up on a skateboard, walk all the produce to the restaurant, unload it. And then I would skateboard down to, to the, the meat district, get all my meats because I had some meats, you know what I mean? And then I, I would skateboard it down to the, uh, to the restaurant, unload it. I would prep everything. And then I would go flip the sign for open. And then people would walk in and want to say, hey, listen, I, I still remember my, my little lines that I used to say. I would say, hey, listen, I'm here by myself. If you're in a hurry, it's going to be a minute because it's just me. But if you have the time to dine with us, ha, you know, have a seat. And I'll, and I'll take your order. It was literally just you in, in the Dude, place. Nobody for me, else. For years, bro. You were the waiter, the cook, I was the, everything. the maitre d', the whole fucking thing. And I, would, I used to cry, bro. I had no life. I went from, oh like, balling. I went from, well, I grew up poor. But then I was, uh, I've all, you know what? I've been blessed, bro. I've been blessed in the sense that money has always like gravitated towards me in one way or another like when i was really young and i wanted something i remember on the weekends bro i would go to the soccer field on saturday and sunday and i and i would get all the cans right and then i would go recycle them and it got to the point where all the people right would know me oh here comes a little kid and they would already have bags of, of their of their cans right. from drinking ready for me right. and i would just come and pick them up and, and and I would make my little money, you know? That's just natural hustle though, right? Like that, like if you think about it, you dropped out of school, right? Yeah. You were in a gang situation. Yeah. Uh, I was making money when I was in a gang. I didn't, I, I was an errand boy. Right. You know, right. I, I never had to do or get dirty or do nothing. I would right. just I'd take this to there and drop it off. And, yeah. and I, I, I didn't bother nothing. I was just like, okay. I was, you know, I was young. I didn't, and it was funny because when I first got in gangs, they liked my parents, you know? Because I looked like, like, I looked like a good boy, you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. I wasn't like all fucking thugged out. Right, right, you right. You know? I mean, what do you think? Because I think it's... um. I, I was a good boy, you know? You were a good boy? I still am, yeah. You're still a good boy. You're a very I, I good boy. I just got some... <laughs> You know, like all of us, I think we live multiple realities simultaneously. I think we all have everything in us, right? Like yeah. we, we have jealousy, we have anger, we yeah. have love, we have hatred. Yes. It's all part of the human being, right? We all have these emotions, these feelings. Some of us have more of another. Some of us are maybe tend to be more jealous and more insecure. Some of us tend to be more confident and yeah. more whatever outgoing, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think I have it all, you know what I mean? I have my, my faults, but I also, you know, I, I'm good too. I'm, I'm kind, I'm, I'm generous, you know right. what I mean? I, yeah. I, I treat people the way I want to be treated, yeah. but I'll push back too, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, you're a good boy. Yeah. I, I like to I like to identify with that. Yeah, I'm a good day. boy. Like, if you actually know me, I'm a good dude. Yeah, if you know me, you know I'm a, yeah. good, a good boy. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, do you think about, because I, I look at that, what you did, and I think that the odds are, right, that it would never work. Right. Oh, yeah. The odds are that at 17, you wouldn't even try. I didn't try shit like that at 17. I still had my head up my ass. Right. Yeah. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I would never have tried to open a restaurant at 17. Right. I did stuff later, but I spent a lot of time fucking around. I trip out because I I saw uh, I, I I don't know. Sometimes I run into young people. You know, I have nephews and nieces that are that age. You yeah. know, and, and and then I do trip out. I was like, oh shit, my mentality. I don't know. My mentality was different. But also, I grew up around gang banging and hustling 
You know what I mean? I, I grew up around that. And also I was also like, like the guy that took me under his wing, he also like empowered me with his oh, wisdom. And his a mentor. Not a, see, I had a mentor. Yeah, he gave yeah, me yeah. the confidence. Like that's huge. You know, you're running this fucking five star restaurant, bro. So I was like, I can open up my own. Oh, I'm yeah. running this motherfucker, you know? That's true. So you came across, you got a mentor. That's a big, that's a big leap right there. Yeah. It's like most, I'm telling you, like it's, it's, it's a minor miracle that anything, like I think about start, like think about born and raised, right? Yeah. Think about starting a business. We started a bit, we had a third partner, we had a shoebox full of cash and we just started going, just fucking going, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. no fucking plan, no business strategy. Like I know how to do this, you know how to do that. Boom, boom, boom. Let's and go. here we are now it's a real thing, right? Yeah, it's a real but, thing. But, but for every like, and it's, so much success you guys have had. I was telling Michael, I was like, dude, they do the coolest fucking collabs, man. You guys have done you, it all. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we're 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 grinding, man. With it's, other it's, brands, with like established brands that have been, you know, uh, uh, American name brands. Yeah. Like, I don't even know how you guys do that. That's so dope. It's, I don't know. It's just like, at this point, it's just like a fucking blur. It just keeps going. Yeah. But, but you got to think like, yeah, we, we made it happen, but there's gotta be, it's like probably one out of 100,000 companies work. I don't know what the actual stats are, but it doesn't work. For you yeah. to make a, a, a restaurant, the restaurant business is even harder. It's so hard to make a restaurant work, right? It is. is it still, still there? Open? Still there. Still going. Yeah, when I started doing, well, when the music started doing well, yeah, I, I gave it to my three brothers. I have three younger brothers. Okay. And I passed the torch to them. And I said, hey man, you guys make a living off of this. How they doing? This, 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 it's doing okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, COVID and all that. They've had oh, some yeah, rough yeah, patches, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Uh, but they're there. And uh, you know, they shoot me cash still because uh, you know it's you know I've created the shit. You yeah. know what I mean? So yeah, they, yeah. they gotta shoot me my monthly check. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> you still <laughs> get chipped off. I still get chipped off. Okay. But I said, hey, keep this shit and, yeah. and make a living for yourselves. And this restaurant bought me two houses, an apartment complex, it'll do the same for you. Right. If you treat it well and you run it right, it's right. gonna do the same thing for you, you That's know? amazing. Yeah. I think too, once you, the thing is too, once you start, once you build a company, I don't care what it is, like let's say you build whatever the fuck it is. You build a company and you see it from its start to its finish or whatever, or even just build it and you launch it, it's in the world. Once you have that experience, I feel like you can almost do anything. Because once you know that, like, because we all live in like a, we live in a world where we think we have to follow these parameters. But like, you can live, you can do whatever the fuck you want. You can start a There's cult tomorrow. There's so many tomorrow. examples, like, right? There's so many examples, too, of people succeeding. Right. By being, by going against the grain. Going doing something, against the grain. Doing something that's like outside the realm. Like, I, you know, I... I start companies because I don't want to, I don't want to fill out a resume. I don't want to work for anybody. Yeah. I'd rather suffer as a as a business person yeah then work for someone else you know yeah i've never i mean it's funny i i don't think i've never filled out a resume yeah you know? it's torture i won't do it yeah i've only just <laughs> i won't do it um so you i was gonna tell you too you're talking about the house right you said the house the house you live in now. Oh, the house we live in. My, well, my bought my wife bought this beautiful house in Hancock Park before we got together. Yeah, and uh, she had been renovating it for a little bit, maybe over six years. We live yeah. in it now, but it's a beautiful home in Hancock Park. It's a historic part of Los Angeles, and the house was built in 1890, and it was actually built in downtown downtown Los Angeles. And in 1915, the owner cut it in half and this is a fucking three-story 12 bedroom mansion it's massive i don't know the square footage but it's Whoa. fucking it has 12 a, bedrooms it has a ballroom bro what the like fuck? a ballroom the, our house has a ballroom has a fucking theater room 
What? It's massive. It's, like, it's huge. Um, so check this out. They cut this house in half and brought it by mule to where it is now. By mule. By mule. They cut this fucking monster of a house and ha- I don't know how the fuck they did it, put it on mules uh, and, and brought it to the location <laughs> where it is now. Back That's in a- 1915. It was built in 1890. In 1915, Isaac Newton Van Nuys, uh, one, uh, who the city of Van Nuys is named after. He was a farmer, uh, a founding father of, of California. He brought water to California and this was his house. He built this house. He loved it so much when Hancock Park became like the Beverly Hills of, of Los Angeles. He was like, oh, I want to live over there, but I'm going to take my house. Wait, have you seen Chinatown? What do you mean? Chinatown, that movie Chinatown with Mm-mm. Jack Nicholson? No, I haven't. It sounds like the plot of Chinatown about them bringing or whatever. Well, check this out. The house is now and, and where it is. And um, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful home. But Amazing. Yeah. And then my, <laughs> think- my wife, um, you know, she brought it back to its glory because yeah. it's you know it's uh, over 100 years old she restored it she restored it and it's been through some cool people um uh, god what's the name of the guy that owned it before my wife he's an author he i think he did uh uh willy wonka um uh, god raw doll raw doll he lived really? there uh, no or, fucking or, way yeah raw doll lived there yeah it's <laughs> so funny so it's 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 it's, it's been it's a pretty epic house, you know. It's a historic house. What the fuck's in all the? What do you? What's in each? You know, what, it's is in every room. There's got to be a room. I know every there's a room, room. is different because my wife is just like one room just has a Nordic track in it. it just sits there, right? There's it, a treadmill that no one uses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's one room is just like shoes. One one room is shoes. Two one room is just a huge closet yeah. for her. Yeah, I mean, yeah. 12 rooms yeah that's but we don't actually to be honest we we need more it's not enough you need more rooms yeah we need more rooms. yeah oh, that's how it's actually you gotta strong. have one room just for granola just for bars. my fucking boots you know what I yeah mean? just for your boots my cowboy yeah. boots alone bro yeah. i need a room you need a room just to go in and reflect <laughs> i just do, to right? meditate <laughs> in well now with my son bro yeah right i need my own house <laughs> to crazy i ate it for a little bit fuck that's insane. Yeah, I don't know. I'm blessed. I'm grateful. You know, but that's my wife's stuff. You know, she yeah. that's that's her home. I mean, it's we're married, so it's our home. But that's my wife's stuff. That's her success. That's her brilliance. That's her greatness. That's all her. You know what I mean? I can't take credit for all, all of any of that. I'm just lucky to be there. <laughs> what a wild, what a wild ride for just a young, a young boy from Sherman. Oh my God! You know my <laughs> homies are so fucking. I mean, some of them are haters. You know what I mean? Some of them are jealous. I guess I will be too. You know what I mean? <laughs> But a lot of them fucking are so fucking proud and happy. Shout out my boy Smurf. You know, my my boy Smurf is doing life in prison. You know, he's my childhood homeboy. Um, And um, when I got together with Kat, you know, uh, my wife's poster, there was posters of my wife everywhere in prison. You know, every (laughs) prison cell had a poster of my wife. You know what I'm saying? And when I got with my wife, my homeboy Smurf, he's like, you know, he'd be running shit. He, he called me and he said that he was going to every room and taking fools posters down and said, this is my homeboy's wife. You can't be having this shit. Oh, it's disrespectful. No. I was like cracking up. I was like, yo, that's just funny. But what did she say? Uh, she, that was funny. I told her that story too. She, she, was like, yeah, she was like, yeah, that's funny. Damn. But uh, yeah, man. I mean, beyond that, I mean, she's just, uh, she gets me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, she gets me better than anyone else. And I, I think I've always kind of, look for that i think we all do right we all want to be with someone that understands us and 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 i get it i'm kind of eccentric and you know 
so I kind of need someone that's eccentric too. You know what I mean? Under, understands it. I like to paint my nails and shit like that. And it's, you know. It's a good match. Yeah. It's a good match. I mean. Cool. But yeah, that's what's up. That's what's up. That's what what's think? up with me, man. That was a good, Fucking, that was a good solid, that was an hour, yeah. huh? Yeah, we blew right through. Fuck yeah, you fucking ran that shit. Yeah, baby. Oof. 